Good morning, everybody. My name is Corey Rosen, and you're listening to The Story Podcast. And today I have on a super awesome guest, the Spiders of HBG. The Spiders of HBG are a self-described rock and roll trio formed in Harrisburg, PA in 2010. The band's current lineup is Zach Ensman on guitar and vocals, Dan Ertle on bass guitar and vox, and Elijah Manning on drums bringing soulful, tongue-in-cheek lyrics and a clean sound combined with adrenaline-fueled melodies and tight harmonies wrapped up nicely with savage drums. The Spiders of HBG have a unique and creative voice that is all their own and provide a performance that is wild, wacky, and always leaving audiences wanting more. The Spiders of HBG are on the first leg of their 2023 Pop, Rock, and Coke tour, they plan to release A Little Impolite, their new five-song EP prior to their debut at Arlene's Grocery in New York City with native Brooklyn friend Mag Electric on April 25th. The band will also be making their way back to the Midwest for the first time since 2021 on the second leg of the tour dates to be announced July 2023. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Like You make it sound so pretty. Thank you. Yeah, you guys are having your own conversation over there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, we're just learning some stuff together, you know, as Zach, friends. We talked about all of this. You knew this was happening, right? <laughs> you know why we're here, right? So tell me, how did you guys get here? What what did your, uh, how did this love for music begin? When did you guys uh, start to come together? Or let's let's start with this. Or individually, where did your love of music playing come from? Let's start with you, Zach. Man, I, oh, that's a great question. Um, so... I have a few like answers. The The first one is like, where'd the music love come from? It was definitely the Beatles. Um, uh, pretty much anything from a hard day's night. And then also uh, blink 182, like pretty mm. much uh, I think when I was growing up, it was take off your pants and jacket, which also is a joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, but the thing that made it seem possible to like play live music and be in a band and like be successful was uh that thing you do uh it was a ba- it was a movie made by tom hanks um and it showed a pennsylvania band uh that made it big like overnight and they ended up in hollywood and i was like well if those losers can do it so can i <laughs> you know and then i saw buddy holly with glasses and i was like i'm good all right we we solved what about you dan yeah what about you dan oh mine's gonna sound really lame now um so it started I was a kid, my grandmother had this organ and she taught me how to play it. And uh that started my learning of music. And uh then I met this kid in middle school and after his house caught on fire. Yeah, yeah fun, fun stuff. Yeah, it's always it's always yeah. a trial by fire with us. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait for my autobiography for full details. But uh, anyway, um so I meet this kid and uh we started a band where I'm playing keyboard and then uh, at least until uh showed me a picture of Mike Dirt one day in my computer room. He's just like, don't you want to be like this guy? You should play bass. Be play bass like all the cool people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, so now I play bass. You know, the funniest part about that story is like that touching moment for him was actually just me being a selfish bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just wanted a bass player, you know. Right, right, right. Every good man needs a bass player. Right. Yeah, be, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah, right. Now you're stuck with me. The keys came in handy though. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah, when we when we did our last uh, EP, just getting by, uh, the first song, uh, what's it called? Something Serenade. Interlude Serenade. Yeah, Interlude Serenade. Like Dan does this this wonderful 
just you know ham fisted slide down the keyboard just to really bring you in to that moment you know what I mean? yeah good. like yeah. no it's great like uh it definitely works he he doesn't like doing midi tracks uh you know midi tracks are when you have like sound effects right. built on and stuff like that for anyone listening uh but like yeah those key skill definitely come in handy yeah the only reason why i don't like doing them is because like i told you you used up my entire supply of them when we did love at first sight he said he <laughs> sorry can't say it <laughs> i'm out of many f's to give uh <laughs> like you said our upcoming ep is called a little impolite so <laughs> that's that's a pretty uh, what'd you say that's pretty much who we are that's, that's up to stuff. <laughs> So before we get to that, uh, how'd you guys start as a band? Do you said in middle you met in middle school? Uh, did you guys start a band then, or has this just been? Uh, well, yeah, we're we've gonna been, create spiders now. We've been in uh, technically what three yeah. bands? Yeah, it's an interesting story. So my dad bought me a guitar when I was nine, uh, and I immediately threw it down and said I never want to learn it. And then like two years later, uh, when I was twelve, I saw that thing you do, like I mentioned earlier. And uh, I was like, man, I got to start a band, like, you know, make some money and, and meet some meet some chickies and stuff. The baddies, Do I believe the, the kids are calling them. Do all the things, yes. Do all the things. Um, it was funny because I was terrified to play live. Like, he had to convince me <laughs> to do that. Um, but, like, I, I just, I, we were in the school band together. Uh, mm. Dan played the trumpet and I played the drums. And uh, I went to a saxophone player friend of mine. I said, hey, do you know... Uh, anyone who plays an instrument i'm trying to start a band and then someone mentioned him and i was like oh i know him <laughs> and it's funny because i think he said no <laughs> i like how you asked you know anybody that uh plays an instrument and you're in band yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he meant a cool instrument right of course, of course. <laughs> yeah i mean my my band career is its own is its own funny thing like uh this one time in middle school there was a squirrel yeah <laughs> literally man uh there was this cute girl uh, that I liked and I wanted to impress her and I made the teacher mad at me and I ran out and as I tried to jump over a chair and I, I tripped over the chair <laughs> and all my uh, papers and everything went flying and that girl was like right there like in the front. I still remember that day. That was great. I was laughing my butt off. <laughs> and I, I ran out. I ran out of the room screaming, I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> Total middle school shenanigans. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Still doing those shenanigans, oh, too, whenever the possible. <laughs> the good old days. So uh, you just asked around who's in a band. You found him. And did you guys start as a two-piece and then grow? Or? Yeah, we actually started out as a Christian rock two-piece. Was... Christian rock? Yep. Yeah, it was the only condition for, for him joining the band. And like I didn't have many options at the time. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, let's just say it's a bad influence on me. <laughs> he lived the closest. So that was that was pretty much the boil. Yeah, down we did to, live right down the street. So did you guys initially call the spiders or in, in no. there or what? Uh, what was the name? Uh, the Christian rock era was Repent. I think a we great were Christian rock name. I think we were saved for a little bit as well. I think we started as saved, and then I didn't like that one as much. Like it, it just was a little too over for me. Um, and then we went to Repent. And that's when we made our first logo. Like we have these ones now, but the original one was like an R with a circle. And we stuck with the, we went from repent to revolt so we could keep the R when, when we made the transition into punk rock or pop punk nice. rock, really. Yeah. yeah. And then so when did you guys become uh, 
Oh well, here's the better question. Did you guys start performing then or writing then? Or what what was that yeah. kind of era? Uh yeah, we actually immediately started playing. We we've been playing uh live since we were 13 years old. Uh our first manager, his name was Shahid. He uh got us a gig at his church and it was funny because it was like it was like the Blues Brothers, like, you know, um, uh james brown style right. church service and the first the first time i went there my dad was playing bass for us and uh you know we we had to take off after because we had some stuff to do or whatever and they were like you know it's gonna be polite so if you got when you guys come back for your evening gig tonight make sure you stick around so we did and uh that was probably to date the wildest show i've ever played <laughs> like i mean i'm 13 years old and like the gospel's being flung around and it was just like you know the dancing the singing is a really great experience i think for any performer to have very elvis you know no it's always it's always that moment everyone has that story when they're like oh this is this is awesome <laughs> yes yeah we were very spoiled i think cuz we we took that knowledge and then we played at uh we, once we had made the transition into pop rock uh we played our our middle school um and it was something i was extremely against i was terrified to do it just it was funny like just my class right right yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> like, of course uppers yeah. lowers that's fine but just not my class uh but we did it and that was when i was hooked because i remember from the minute i hit that chord like every girl was screaming <laughs> yeah and then like the that's guys funny. were in the back like yeah and we had a really good drummer back then and, i mean yeah. we were kids but th that was that was when i was like okay i got I, this is i'm hooked so did you guys become like little celebrities in the in the school or i think so yeah i mean i i became like the the knight of uh of, of the school that year i took german class and like i won this award oh wow that's cool <laughs> I, didn't, I don't remember any german at all i'm sorry but okay. <laughs> i mean you know simple simple words but that's what i learned there you know <laughs> i still have the the award though that's pretty cool <laughs> So when did, you, when did you did you guys like start writing original music then too or yeah we started original music right away uh it it actually it it fell to me um I've I've pretty much been the primary songwriter of the group since we started uh but Dan definitely has contributed you know through this project the spiders uh you know it's been more of a partnership than a, than a one sided thing um but yeah you know I originally started writing Christian rock music which was interesting. Uh, we still have those demos, actually. Uh, I have it. It's very weird to hear. It's very early recording, so it's like one microphone, like you know, on the guitar. It's all janky. And yeah, it's like, like like it's literally like uh, a cheap little microphone with like a eighth inch like audio jack plugged into like a computer microphone input and recorded on like you know. Yeah, try getting away with that nowadays. It's like Windows impossible. Movie Maker or something stupid. <laughs> Yeah, recording has like has been a huge part of our thing. Like once again, that's something we try to do immediately with like tape recorders from Walmart and stuff like that. Oh but, man, I wish we still had the one tape. We yeah. had this tape that got destroyed. That was like, you know, it was a uh, yeah. It was like our first time in, like a studio. Like there was oh, like nice. six mics around, and it was like a live sound thing. We had another drummer. Uh, it was my dad's friend at that time. This is all when we were kids too. Right. You know? <laughs> so we're that's like, really cool though. Yeah, you know, it it was a it was for us. It was like sports, you know. Like we could play, like I played sports. I like sports. Dan was actually on the basketball team a couple years too. But like, I made one basket. <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> but like, yeah, it was just something that like there was a lot. It, it was a cool thing to be a part of, and uh, you know, people were really cool in the scene at that time. But then as we got older, it kind of I mean, there was a lot more gatekeeping with rock music, and that's kind of mm -hmm. where the spiders came from. Actually, was like we were like, let's take it back 
uh, to the roots which to us was the beatles you know and we always actually got more of a reaction playing live from you know when we basically learned saw her standing there when we were 15. uh so we used to kind of incorporate that into our uh, at this point you know we went from christian rock to pop punk so with green day obviously right, being a major course. influence um but uh yeah that transition was a lot easier for writing songs because i had already had a few like i had one that was called uh my little russian girl I, obviously i have a girl problem <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> we have a, a question from from the audience uh why did you guys stop becoming a christian man or, or do you still have that christian influence underneath uh the spiders oh uh, yeah definitely um you know we're both uh you know christians uh and like we learned a lot during those experiences uh one of our main hangouts actually was like a, a youth group growing up um it was just like when you're in a group uh you know you have a sound inside you that you want to get out you know mm -hmm. and for me you know i moved into you know singing more about uh, things around me or happening to me uh, and then you know teenage angst happens so you know christian christian rock just kind of goes in the background we've thought about you know releasing those songs and stuff uh and even in our modern music there's still that element of that's why we say tongue-in-cheek lyrics because you know it, it it's a little impolite which is the name but of our EP once again we're also not as like overt as yeah. uh right. <laughs> some groups are these days like, it's, yeah we want to be responsible like uh yeah you, you see you see the way that like uh, kids are nowadays and and it's funny because we did the same kind of stuff when we were growing up and working at a guitar center you know I, I get exposed to a lot of the youth that come in and uh see the way that they're acting about stuff and, and so we take that very seriously like the things that we say in our records or whatever on our stage performance like yeah i can get a little whatever but if we're at like a an all-age show we're going to act a lot differently than we would uh at a 21 and over you know and that's great because that's something, uh, especially nowadays, that's really prevalent is the explicit explicitity and children and music for all ages, mm -hmm. right? And all you know, teenagers will listen to anything that you'll give them or anything that's on the radio. Yeah, and it's it's uh, a little disturbing of how <laughs> how clearly adult songs are being listened to by like teenagers. You know, we, we were just talking earlier about Chuck Berry and how you had his piano player on. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is, is like, I just watched a thing on YouTube talking about, you know, Chuck Berry's looked at this rock and roll god who's saying sex, drugs, rock and roll, all that stuff. But I mean, he also wrote, wrote You Never Can Tell, which is a song about a young couple that got married. And, you know, like he has a bunch of songs like that. And a yeah. lot of artists have songs like that. You know, Ruby Tuesday by the Rolling Stones. It, it, well, it's only, totally. seem, only seems to be that... uh that uh hi liam <laughs> it only seems... oh, i love reliant k uh actually we want to cover uh be my escape but i also love sadie hawkins dance uh just i saw the thing in there and i really like them so oh yeah well what about a band like okay so uh you started you still have the christian on, on the line no i really appreciate that that uh that you're doing that because it's it's a needed uh thing in the in uh nowadays especially to for people to go out and feel like, safe at a family family friendly show and not be inundated with <laughs> all the inappropriateness of american culture <laughs> yeah yeah it definitely gets wild like you know i i tour manage a group that's on the complete you know 
we we are still a punk band apart, the, but uh, yeah, they spectrum. definitely are a little big. Gorgeous is their name. Go and check them out. But they definitely are a. Uh, but you know, the funny thing about them is even a group like that, it's all like just a, a don't judge a book by its cover. Oh, of course, thing, it, which yeah. is crazy. Actually, our our drummer is from the deep south, so oh, wow. uh, he's also got a Christian background. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, before drumming with us, uh, he had only ever drummed in his church, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, no, he'd been in another one other band. But anyway. Um, yeah, we were, we were, uh, uh, when we were touring with Big Gorgeous, uh, he was with us and he really, uh, liked the song, uh, Crack in Her Hand. And, uh, I was singing it one time and, and I love making goofy lyrics about stuff. And, uh, he's like, don't, don't ruin that song for me. It's like the only one I like. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, oh, come on, dude. Easter pie, satanic, blah, blah, blah. And the funny thing is that song is actually a recipe. It's a, it's a. Uh, coal mining region of Pennsylvania, like thing that they make for Easter, Easter pie. Wow. And like they're literally just telling you how to make it, but the music video and their look and everything make you think like another thing. So um I love working with those guys. They they really, really care just as much as we do about um you know everyone caring about each other, providing fun, you know, environment for people to go, uh that you can let loose and be crazy, but there's also still like, you know, a line. You right. Know? <laughs> so boundaries. Yeah. Which is, but there's this guy wearing a onesie and a and a and a devil mask doing it. So I mean that's just you know <laughs> right. So uh let's get to the formation of the spiders. Why you decided to uh reform what was it, revolt at that point and to and to the well, spiders uh, the revolt had actually broken up at that point um we had been broken up for what maybe a year or two doing our own little things and then uh we were just kind of hanging out one day and we just you know doing doing what dudes do right and uh, we wrote a bunch of these songs and then uh i think it was right before he decided to go into the air force you know, like, you know, we, we want to play, you know, I want to play some shows before I go. So we found an open mic night and we just decided to play a bunch of these spider songs and roped in a guy from uh, the open mic night uh, to drum for us. And turns out everybody liked it. And yeah, yeah, we sold a bunch of copies. Of, we had a, a, a self-made record called Insert Title here. We sold it around the Middletown School District and uh harrisburg at shows and we actually used to charge like a dollar an extra dollar for our autograph people paid it yeah. um and still actually people still do buy it like that's our hottest selling item is our cds which is pretty cool that's well that's good yeah the way you make money really <laughs> yeah and it's nice that people actually care about the music still you know mm-hmm. um when you're on the road a lot of times like it feels like it really is more about like the show aspect and people don't really care about the music but I mean, that's, I don't think that's true. Like I definitely still vibe to some music out there in like a live show, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so why the spiders? Um, oh, HBG. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, like Dan said, I was joining the, the military. I wanted to play some shows and we had Britney's Beatlesque songs. Um, the revolt had broken up. We'd done side projects. This was all in a matter of like four or five years. And uh, when we recorded the original demo, which I think we called All Day Jam, uh, we never released it. It was just like some demos. Um, Rough demos. Yeah, Yeah, we we were like, well, um, like I was saying earlier, we don't like the scene right now. Let's go back to basics. And I want to play some shows, see how it goes. People like the Beatles stuff. They really enjoyed it. 
and uh, we were doing really, really well for uh, a month, and then I, I joined the Air Force for nine years, but I would come back uh, every six months or so, and, and we'd do a few things here, like recording or do a couple shows, but we named it The Spiders because uh, I, uh, I have arachnophobia, <laughs> and i thought it was like a batman thing you know like i was like hey we'll name it after something i'm scared of and it's really cool that it's been as successful as it has so i guess batman is a real story it is a real story <laughs> so zach you're not batman <laughs> you're a spider <laughs> yeah you're yeah. georgie <laughs> I've, be- I've become what i feared the most oh yeah um that actually uh our 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 mascot is a spider uh yeah, named yeah. georgie and uh, we don't have him on the T-shirts. Um, we have a sticker stickers, somewhere yes. around, but like he's kind of um, the voice of the band. Um, yeah, that is Georgie. Yes, and he uh, he was a spider that lived in one of the acoustic Got guitars. Suits too. Yeah, different suits. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we have live merch and we have merch available on our website. Uh, these style shirts with the uh, the logo on them are only on tours or at the venues. They're twenty dollars a T-shirt um and then we also have like the demos everything like we try to make it an experience for you if you come so that's why we have like touring only merch compared Mm. to what we can sell online Mm. and so you mentioned you you go to the air force uh why um well it was 2010 it was two years after the recession i actually went to dolphin county tech school um and i took electronics technology which there was a market for, but with someone no experience, it was very hard to find work. Mm. Um, I was a bit of a troublemaker as well. So um, my uh, my parents kind of convinced me to go in a little bit of a way. Uh, at the end of the day, obviously, the decision was mine. And I kind of looked at everything. Like, there was stuff happening with our band, but um, I was like, I, maybe I saw my own ego. I don't really know. You know, we were definitely a lot, like, way different guys back then. Right. And I kind of wonder, we, I think we would have we fizzled out a lot faster just because, like, you know, um, things were happening pretty quick with uh, that original project. Um, when we came back, we added the of HBG. Um, not really a significant factor at the time, but as time's gone on, it kind of seems like we did redevelop again into a more modern sound since time is different now um and that's kind of where a little impolite our next ep is going is we're building off of um our roots which you know we're talking about right now and pop punk um so that's going to be a different kind of record but it's still going to have those classic elements that make up the spiders so um so before we move on from the military i like to ask all of our veterans uh, a question because everyone has that one story of the, of the military <laughs> <laughs> i got plenty what is what is like one of the funniest or wildest uh things you've ever done in the military what... oh man i mean it depends on how many of my old bosses are watching i guess <laughs> <laughs> um craziest thing uh well i worked with bombs uh so like artillery or like no like the actual like bombs that they will drop in the planes like, wow. i actually built those um that must be fun <laughs> actually reminds uh, me yeah, of a funny story cool. uh, i remember uh i forget what all the circumstances but uh i think you had to resolder uh something with your guitar like before a recording session oh yeah and i'm like don't you like do this stuff for the military and he's like well in my defense it only has to work once <laughs> <laughs> 
I also had a guy at a show when I came home once in 2014. We were playing at Booze Brewery, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, you guys play around at all or anything like that?" And I was like, "No, I'm in the military. I kind of come back for a few shows, uh, like four shows maybe every six months." And he's like, "Oh, you're in the military. What do you do?" I was like, "Oh, I build bombs." Hold on, hold on, hold on. So you're a you're a rock musician, and you also build bombs in the military. And I was like yeah i guess that sums that up he's like man your life sounds awesome <laughs> i was like well that's cool um definitely explosive <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean the craziest story was i had a friend that uh this is a work story I, i'll tell another one later if you ask nice but uh i was deployed at the time and you have the big two thousand pound bombs you know mm-hmm. um and it was stacked like four high and my friend was like you know what man like i can move this stuff without you i don't need your help so i'm sitting there trying to do my job and spot him or whatever long story short he knocks the pallet over and i just watched my whole life flash before my eyes <laughs> and like it's obviously a huge no-no right. and, I, and it didn't go off or anything the nice thing is is like bombs are, are relatively you know safe yeah. um bombs but yeah uh <laughs> but uh i just remember like there was like that five seconds felt like 30 minutes and like i looked up and i was like really <laughs> how are you gonna pick this up so then you know his mistake i then ended, ended up having to also fix and we create this elaborate way of using tie downs on a forklift to like oh my god yeah it's like this whole thing um yeah it was that that was probably the scariest craziest moment i could think of off the top of my head um there's obviously other stuff like moving dynamite strapped down on pallets by hand like a book you know <laughs> or like uh crazy. yeah i worked yeah i did a lot of cool stuff i worked with seal team one for a while oh that's pretty cool yeah no, it was a cool moment where um i was driving this 40 footer uh, i'm sorry uh, i was driving a tractor trailer with loaded with bombs for these guys and there was this very beautiful uh seal female member uh they like run their accountability sections or whatever and like i think she thought i was cute and i'm just sitting there just trying to drive you know i'm just like <laughs> i was like man why why am i in the desert right now man this is ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no a lot of cool people a lot of cool experiences and uh i definitely have a huge respect for um uh anyone now going in and doing it and uh it, it it gives you a lot of options it gave me the courage to do this you know as i was say uh, what was one of the um lessons that you took away most memorable me- lessons that you took away from the military that has helped in this band be humble and look out for the people around you basically um at the end of the day you know you only have the people that you're given and mm-hmm. uh, so you know like when me and dan approached the project again it was a very kind of military style uh business meeting you know like we have an objective or at least a short-term objective with a long-term objective in in order and how do we reach that and um you know we we spent well, how long i mean did we spend on that do you remember the meeting or yeah like just devising this whole plan couple of hours i think yeah like you know from recording sessions to like where like how are we going to get shows and everything like that like and um a lot of late nights you know my schedule pretty much changed for any budding musicians out there if you're looking for places to play or 
to get yourself out there if you go onto facebook uh there's a bunch of groups out there that there have are. like yeah they, they, they uh usually i see a lot of bigger opportunities between like 11 to 4 11 p.m to 4 a.m um but i mean we got on uh 105 um bueller station Oh, we got played on the radio out in Altoona um, because of something like that. You know, we were, we were on the big break last year where we had a chance to play the Hollywood Bowl. We made it to like the, the last three sets of finalists or something like that, which was really, really cool for us. Um, yeah, I mean. And uh, another thing to add on to that, uh, if you're a budding musician, I don't know if you've ever heard of Stage Rush before. Uh, sort of familiar. Yeah, so Stage Rush is it's a it's a website. Um, I've had the owners on here before, and this I'm not sponsored or paid to say anything. I just like their product. Uh, they had all the venues like Telus, Fetish, uh, etc. They they're on there, and they only book through there. So you sign up as an artist, it's free, and you get all of your your uh your bio, your whatever your whatever you can set your own rates, set different rates for different things, and you can apply directly to those venues without having to ask. Okay, who do I email, or who do I have to call, or who would I have to you know. What band has played there that knows blah blah blah? It just it cuts out the middleman. Yeah. And so it's a really great place for uh local artists to get on and to get out into spaces. Uh and it's it's growing and growing. There's there's they got venues in Philly and, and New York City now. And uh, I really think it's a great and if you want to ever book somebody, it, it's really easy to go on there as a as a personal booker mm-hmm. and and go on and book whatever band you want. Oh, I know is that like in depth that's really cool i'll have to make sure i double check that out yeah it's very nice um it's the only way you can get into places like telus unless you're like a, a national act of course yeah um i've heard things uh, about telus i also like phantom power phantom out here. Cool. and i've been trying to play mickey's black box for a while <laughs> that'd be really cool too uh definitely a really great scene out in lancaster and, and harrisburg's got some really cool programs as well so you you're you're done with the military you come back and you you start uh taking this spider stuff ser- seriously yeah. Uh, what goes on from there? You, you have your first board meeting. What are? Uh, let's talk about that because I feel like a lot of people, a lot of band members, a lot of uh, artists are very uh, not organized. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, it's a sign of the next step, you know. When when you when you do have a chance to be able to identify yourself to people, you know. Um, I've noticed that a lot of newer bands, like uh, you know, they tend to play some of the same stuff. Mm-hmm. and nothing against anyone i've heard some good versions of other stuff but like um going in with uh something with your band's name on it um you know a business card some stickers uh really really takes you a long way because there's so many bands out there you know actually dan here i'm sure would love to explain yeah how we uh separated ourselves from the, the mold with our branding <laughs> Well, uh, it's a simple. This guy went to college. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yes, I say graphic design. Uh, that's why we have so many different stickers and logos and websites because I can do them. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, basically, it was kind of a fake it until you make it strategy that we utilized, where it was like, uh, you know, the whole idea of like having the business plan, planning it out like a business, treating it like it was its own like product or company was that when we presented it to people you know we it could pretend that that was already an established it thing. legitimizes itself right like yeah. the, we, we the also... fact that there is a spiders of hbg.com 
like before we were even playing shows like the authenticity right it's like oh these guys uh, have a website it, these guys have it's a little like there's a couple of differences i mean he's definitely right 100 percent for any and and there's free resources out there to have these sort of things too yeah but we did you know we had we had done some work previous and that was one mm-hmm. of the reasons we kept the name the spiders was because it was somewhat recognized right from you know when i would play in the service songs out wherever and uh you know when we would come home so we definitely still wanted to capitalize off of that um but yeah like the, the main idea behind it was uh make ourselves look bigger than we actually are right and people won't question it <laughs> that, that that's mark don't go into marketing if you like people because it makes you very cynical on how to uh sell to people but um <laughs> yeah because basically that was the idea is like, you know, people aren't going to think twice the funny thing yeah. is, though, is at the same time, um, it also gave us a challenge. Like, he's such yeah. a humble man over here. Like, I mean, uh, it's crazy how much we have. Like, it was because of the late nights that this guy stayed up. You know, he's our our engineer, or he was our engineer. We just hired out somebody else for our new EP for that. But, uh, you know, making the pictures, making the logos, coming up with the ideas to for the merch and stuff like that. Um editing the live show videos <laughs> making lyric videos <laughs> so making the website <laughs> so moving to modern day what is one of what is your uh big objective and some short-term objectives of you guys uh for sure well we have a lot coming up um the first thing is we're gonna be booking out or we have our upcoming second leg of the tour coming uh in the fall we're finishing the last leg of our tour right now, which April 1st will be in Phoenixville at the Sound Bank. And then uh, April 25th, we're making our debut at Arlene's Grocery in New York City with our good friends uh, Mag Electric, The Wee Beasties, and Holy Vulture. So we're very excited for that. Uh, we're also uh, working on the EP that's supposed to be coming out like April 15th, April 17th, as soon as we finish the post-production um and then we also have some new pieces where we're gonna be working on uh for the shows to make those better in the fall um some video and uh things like that and we're also going to be working on some new content uh mm. we have uh, some subscribers also subscribe to our youtube channel the spires <laughs> of hpg um we're going to be adding uh some stuff with georgie we're going to try and uh flesh him out a little bit and uh have like a fun uh series about him and his adventures living in our instruments no that that's awesome uh Mm -hmm. i don't know if you are familiar with plunder and lightning um they're they're a pirate band out of harrisburg and uh they have this whole uh they have skelvis which is skeleton elvis and uh, unfortunately, he's lost right now. We don't know where he is, right? Yeah. And so they have this whole mini documentary of like following his travels and where is he and kidnappers and the whole, you know, the whole shebang. That's cool. So that, so I love it when bands like take uh, their stuff to the next level and start making production out of it. There's mm-hmm. lore now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was that's kind of where we're going, and uh, we have some other stuff. We're kind of keeping close to our chest. We we still have the movie. Um, we were approached about doing a movie a couple of years ago uh, by a good friend of ours named The Madman. And we have the script. Um, we're just still working on building funding and time. I think that's the hardest part about being in a band now 
is uh, just the the time. Uh, like I said, I do another music project that's on the road pretty frequently. Um, and then I have this and I have my own day job. And another thing for the, the budding musicians out there, uh, day jobs aren't the worst thing ever. Like no. having some money coming in is definitely really, really nice. And Eating is better than starving. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. I used to say all the time, like um, we were we were a good band for a while and nobody knew us. And then we sold out and now people know who we are and we get to eat. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, uh, let's get into some of the music that we have here. We um, we have the first up is uh, "Ain't No Losing No Sleep." Tell me about this and uh, this song. Yeah, this is really cool. So going back to the military background, um, I was in Panama City Beach. I just come back from a year in Korea, and um, I don't know. I was like up super late. Like I always create around like two or three in the morning. I don't know, just like <laughs> my quiet time. And I wrote this song and. It was just like a jumble of words. Like it's never changed. Um, I think it's just kind of intended to be whatever you want it to be about with a motto that anyone can agree with, which is not losing any sleep over it, you know? It may not have changed, but uh, if I remember correctly, a fun fact when we were recording it, uh, what was it? 46 or 47 takes for you to get that solo right. <laughs> <laughs> Constant professionals. Well, with that said, this is Ain't Losing No Sleep by the Spiders of HBG. I'm starting to wonder, is this a cover? Am I just another obscene offender? If it's the truth, baby, why don't you stand by? Am I just your cobbler on the roof waiting for you to come and let me die?
That was Ain't Losing No Sleep by the Spiders of HBG. And we're going to play another one song, uh, Other Girls Like You. Tell me about this one. Uh, this one is actually off our latest single. Uh, we just released it like not too long ago. Um, I wrote this one on a deployment, actually, in the desert. And Dan likes it because he thinks it sounds like you're walking on a camel. Is it about that one Navy SEAL girl? Or? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it might have been. It was written around the same time. Uh, it was actually, um, I don't know. Once again, I think it's just one of those ones for, for you to determine what it's about, you know? Well, let's take a listen. Well, I see this hole that we slowly fall in. Like all I care about these days are me and you The deeper that I start to go, I slowly try to wait This must be my imagination, cause I'm too young to fail You know this seems so great, but I really need to think it through Well I know there's other girls like you Other girls like 
Tell me, what can people expect on this new EP that you guys are writing? And now it's time for something completely different. Right, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say nothing like anything you just heard. <laughs> uh, it's, it's honestly like, so like I said, we, we kind of have gone uh, in a new direction where we're kind of revisiting our own roots. Like when mm-hmm. we started, we decided to revisit rock roots. And now we're going back to uh the spiders, the fee, the revolt, saved. Everyone who prefers uh, roots. Yeah, it's um, it's a lot more punky. Like it's, uh, a, it's we're trying to we wanted to do a clean, like live sounding album. Mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely um uh it's got distortion in it, which is uh, new for us and our fans. I think yeah, <laughs> we haven't done that in a while um we do it live it's a lot faster recorded. yeah it's actually kind of funny we we say punky but our our drummer says it's a gospel beat so it kind of gives it a little bit more of an interesting sound uh but we have some of the song titles um once in a lifetime uh penn state or one night at penn state which is mm. the one we're really looking forward to releasing um i won't stop purple haired temptress and uh doing me Nice. And that's coming out uh, next month? Or? Yes. Yeah, April. It's going to be either April 15th or April 17th, just depending on when we can get the post-production done. But it'll be on Spotify and everything like that. We have some music videos in mind. It's it's one of our, um, like, you know, we're actually hiring a, a model for this one. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're, we're actually gonna, we're, we're doing the full bore. We've talked to yeah. a couple of our friends in the media about it. We're trying to do like an actual release and, and have it ready for, for New York. And hopefully we, we have a whole special set plan for New York City that we'll be releasing on our website and on YouTube. Um, so yeah. you'll hear a lot of those songs live uh, as well pretty soon after the release. As a quick addition to uh, what we said earlier about, uh, you know, for aspiring musicians about how day jobs are not the worst thing. Uh, we can't pay for the model or the engineer What's off of our music money. <laughs> Right. It's yet. because like, yet. Yeah, like literally it's because I, I work at Sheets and I get money. 
<laughs> yeah, no, same here. I want to be able to do all the stuff I'm able to do with the podcast without my day job. It's yeah, so well, the funny thing have is, a day job. Well, it's they're, not they're, the end of the world. <laughs> there really aren't a lot of bands out there that are just a band. You know, right, of like, course. A lot of people. Unrealistic, come, really. Yeah, yeah, most people have companies or they're producers. You know, like they're hiring out for their services. Like you said, um, you know, I know that you said you uh, yourself have job opportunities in mind for someone at some point. You know, right. And we have the same thing. We have our own crew um like you know we have our, our tour manager and we have people that come along and and do merch for us and talk to people you know it's it it grows a lot you know when you get to that next step you know so i'm going to move on to any uh questions that the audience has or that i have for that i like to ask all my guests so if you have any questions for these guys uh be sure to leave them in the comments also the website that you mentioned that is the spiders of hbg.com that's s-p-y-d-e-r-s of hbd hbg hbg yeah dot com so be sure to check them out there so we, we got a quick question sure uh they asked where we're going to be playing next and we're going to be at the sound bank in phoenixville pa april 1st with uh some really cool bands uh hatter uh cinema hearts and shadow puppets it's gonna be a cool show it's also one of the last. It's gonna be one of the last shows at that venue. Uh, unfortunately, they're having to move premises, so definitely come out and uh, try the chicken sandwich before it's gone because it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so, as as Christians, I'd like to ask anybody of faith this question: uh, What is worship to you guys? When do you feel most in tune with God? Yeah, it's actually funny you ask that. Um, I would say it's whenever weird together uh during like the studio mm. um when we were kids you know we used to uh hang out in this garage you know and like anyone does you have like long deep talks with your friends uh and we used to question a lot of like man you know why why are we here How, why are we together why are we playing music and stuff like that so the fact that you know we've been friends since we were 13 years old um I'm turning 31 uh, next month. He's turning 32 the month after. Um, you know, uh, obviously that faith uh, is something that is in our, you know, DNA with this band and, and music in general, you know. So to me, like, that's my worship, I guess, when I get to be with my friend in the studio. <laughs> And I think for me, uh, it's kind of evolved over the years. Um, I used to be a very like active churchgoer. Um, not so much anymore. I've kind of gone more towards a more personal uh, form of spirituality, I guess you could say. Like, I, I guess for me, the best I can do is uh, like, you know, I take look at the example of like you know that uh, like Christ set for us, and like basically how close I can uh, align with that. Yeah. Like basically the idea of just being a good person, help like helping others when I can kind of thing. And that kind of like, just kind of trying to be a general good guy. I think is kind of the way that I tended to express that. Yeah. We also try to do that in other stuff too. Like uh, last year I held a, a charity concert um, with uh, big gorgeous and the programmatics, mm -hmm. a couple other bands. And uh, you know, we did a canned food drive and I'm looking at trying to do that again this year. Um, cause what's the point in, you know, in my opinion, what's the point in being in a band and, and, you know, having a community and not using it for anything. You know? Right. 
Mm. Absolutely right. So next up, uh, on a completely silly note, uh, what is one of the worst or funniest things that ever happened to you guys out on a gig? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you want to go first or should I? Because I, 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 I have my should, answer. You should go, yeah. Okay. So this is an entire day for me. This was a very <laughs> oh, recent. Oh, yeah. Um, so we had a show booked in Philly. Uh, and we won't, we won't mention the name of the venue. Of course, yeah. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> he went down the night before and I didn't have the money to chip in for a hotel. So I'm like, oh, cool. I'll just catch a train the next the, you know, the day of. And, you know, you just pick me up at the train station. I've never ridden the train before. <laughs> so I get there. And when I saw e-ticket, I thought that meant electronic tickets. I booked it over the phone. And like there was nobody at the train station. And so I was in the wrong spot and I missed my train. So I'm like, well, crap. So it turns out my dad was going down to Philly anyway. So I call him and thankfully he was able to pick me up. And he gave me a ride, dropped me off at the hotel. Turns out he dropped me off at the wrong hotel. <laughs> and so I fell asleep for like an extra two hours. Yeah, really? like I'm sitting in the lobby of the wrong hotel waiting for this guy to text me back. And then finally, I had to walk like it was only like five minutes up the street or whatever. But <laughs> right. so, you know, we do all that. We, we get ready for the show. We hop in the truck. We get to the venue. We start on. We literally unload the whole truck. We're talking to the sound guy. The promoter comes up. She's like, oh, who are you guys? You know, we're the Spiders of HVG. I have never heard of you before. <laughs> and it's this and, email says you did. Oh, well, that's too bad. Have a nice yeah, day. apparently, like we were we were not on for that night. And so after all of that, to be fair, though, the, the sound guy actually tried to get us on, which yeah. is really nice of him. But I mean, like we, we had just unloaded everything too. like li literally the truck was empty. Yeah, it definitely had... was a wild thing. That was yeah. the first show that like we didn't book ourselves either. <laughs> yeah. So like <laughs> this is funny. that that entire day for me, it was just like and then then we went to the casino afterwards and I lost 60 bucks. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I mean, if that makes you feel better, America. You know, months. I I don't think that uh, I mean, unless you count the s'mores tour, all kinds of stuff happened on uh, that. But I think mine was uh, oh, what was that? It was um, oh, when we first played H Mac, um, mm. like when I left to go get dressed, uh, it was just a normal room, and then I I never played like we had never played anything like that before, where it's got like the smoke screens and everything like that. So like um. I uh, get dressed and I go up and I open the door and it's just like lights and fog. <laughs> like, I was like, like, where's the bass player? I can't see anything. That was probably the weirdest thing for me was like just trying to find my little hole where I was supposed to jump around and dance. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, that was that was a really cool. Experience. That was a real rock star moment. I guess the second one would be on our tour, the S'mores tour. There were these kids playing. Uh, we stayed at this like little cabin and. Uh, uh, the kids were like, oh, I want to be a fireman when I grow up. Or I want to be a, you know, um, whatever, space cowboy. Uh, and like, I was like, that's really cool, kids. You know, um, yeah, it's kind of funny. You guys are saying that because like, I want to be a musician and I am one. The kid like bumped into me. That's how I ended up there. Like, I, I didn't like purposely go, hey, listen to my life story. <laughs> but nah, yeah. Hey, little kid. <laughs> I just thought that tell was you about my cool. life. <laughs> I thought it was super cool, like being able to, uh, look a kid in the face and be like yeah you can you can do whatever you want man it's awesome that's awesome just don't expect to make money at it 
Somebody. <laughs> some money, <laughs> some money would be nice. No, I'm just kidding. Honestly, like we do okay. Um, we're very happy and proud to have the fans that we do, and and we couldn't do it without them. Like I was telling you earlier, even our shirts, like everything we do is based off of fan support. So, um, you know, when you come to our shows, you know, uh, if you want to remember your experience, we got this stuff for you, and also any other band you go and see. Like the road's hard. Live music is hard. Mm-hmm. So any help that you can give, like a like and a share. On a yeah, Facebook the, post, even that, yeah. the, the, the sheer amount of work that goes into a thirty-minute set, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Actually, you know, we, it, we got, it'll we, be an entire day. Like, we had know, some really cool people come up to us once, and and they were in tears, and they were like, "Thank you so much for like, you're, you're so talented, and the fact that you guys would have the time or spare your time to entertain us is just is insane to them." And yeah, like, that was a really cool feeling. It does blow my mind sometimes when I think about it. Like, uh, like let's say for example, um, uh, the last show we did, Gen Gen's. Like, oh yeah, Gen Gen's Rhythm and Bruise is the yeah. greatest place ever. Yeah, I love you, Gen awesome. Gen. But um, I I forget what time in the morning we got up, but like that was like a first thing in the morning. We're getting up, you know, we're loading them, we're like heading over there, and then like you know setting up, and then we play for thirty minutes, and like, and then I'm not getting home until like two o'clock in the morning right like it's like literally my entire day and like half of my morning is gone and uh all for that 30 minutes of pure awesome rock and roll and uh that was nothing too is going back to the the christian um you know that conversation topic we were talking about uh we actually just did a benefit festival for the second time with uh uh the four diamonds association with gettysburg rocks mm. uh you know our good friend jamie shout out to her uh her and rob from um, the racehorse tavern they work really really hard and we raised like eighteen thousand dollars for uh um kids with cancer at those shows like we didn't get paid for that or anything and uh that to me is one of the greatest things uh about being in a band um is having the opportunity to not only have people that want to listen to you, but will also come to a show and help out a cause like that. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Yeah, I was going to mention, for anybody who wants to help out their favorite bands, buy their merchandise, because they don't make money off of streams on anything else. Uh, it's like yeah, 0. 0. 0. 0.003 cents yeah, on Spotify. I, was right. I thought it was 0. 0.001. <laughs> no, I think that's some of the other ones. Oh, okay. But still, yeah, the yeah, best... Like, in like, what, we, we, I think we put out our first thing on Spotify in, what, 2019? Yeah, we actually had that was our goal was we released the first uh yeah. e- the first single missing. Uh we said we wouldn't go any further unless we had like people listening to it and we had like 200 streams in a month or whatever. And we're like, okay, we'll we'll keep okay. going. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, like in, in that time like I think we made what $13. Yeah, with one album sale. Yeah. yeah. So like we're, so we're, we're not start getting off, money from but like now, I mean, you know, we're we get like a couple thousand a month and stuff and you know, we we get to play and we're going to back to the Midwest later mm-hmm. this year. We're going to Indiana most likely. Um, and then we're also going to be playing in Delaware and uh, Harrisburg, which like I said, that'll come out in July. So be sure to stay tuned at that. You can go to their website, www.thespidersofhbg.com. That's S P Y D E R S of HBG.com. Um, it's been great having you guys on. Thanks for having me. It's been, us, great, it's been, it's been awesome. great being here. Yeah, of course. My name is Corey Rosen. This is The Story Podcast. You can find out more about me and the projects I do and this 
podcast at CoreyRosenProductions.com. That's C-O-R-Y-R-O-S-E-N Productions.com. There you can find about my personal projects as well as more of uh, the past 140 guests that I've had on this show. And if you want to stay tuned for more amazing people, this Sunday we have Cody Ross Smith. He's a country guy. And also that uh, that evening there's a concert, a Conrad Fisher concert, that I really should remember the details of, that uh, that I'm going to be emceeing and hosting over uh, in Harrisburg. So go out to see that. He's another Christian artist as well. So uh, he's up for a CPMA as well. So That's always awesome. This Monday, I'm having Glenn Hollenbach come over. He is one of the managers over at Tone Taylor's. He also has his uh, uh, side projects going on with Stephanie Grace, an amazing country artist from uh, the Reading, Douglasville area up north. This Tuesday, I'm having Eric Worsing on, uh, one, in, one of the founding members of the Rush tribute band, Solar Federation. Uh, incredible musician, incredible guy. I'm excited to talk to him Thursday is the Central Pennsylvania Music uh, Awards over in Hershey. So please go out there. It's going to be an incredible night full of incredible people, incredible uh, artists, and it's a great networking opportunity. You guys going? Uh, we're not sure. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah, we we mean, want to go, but, you know, like I said, um, that, that, we were going to go to the after party, but it just depends on what's going on in our lives. Like, Yeah, I mean, we are. But we uh, want to be there, and we hope to see you guys there one way or the other because – God bless, you know, Brandon Valentine for everything he's done for the uh, Central Pennsylvania yeah. community. And yeah, I mean, I do live closer on the Hershey side of Harrisburg, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, be sure to go out to that. It's going to be a great night. I'm, uh, it's going to be a red carpet experience for the band, so it's a great PR opportunity to get uh, photo, professional photos taken taken of you. Uh, I know. The, hey, we can get that photo shoot that we've been talking about. There you go, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, Free photo shoot, awesome. <laughs> that's why I'm going. Uh, we know he's got the suit. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'll be nominated for an award as as well as countless others that have been on the show and that deserve recognition. So if you want to hear some really good music and some really good artists, please go. It's a it's going to be a great opportunity. We're rooting for Alexia Christian. Absolutely, Alexia Christian, and and uh, it's it's just not album of the year, is it? Is it? Uh, I think she award? was up for that last year. No, yeah. she was best new artist best last new year. Artist. Um, yeah, Alexia Christian is is a. Is a great person and uh friday we're having another great person uh stephen courtney i don't know if you know about stephen courtney is a great local legendary uh children's artist he has five songs on sesame street oh, wow. mm. yeah and uh so he does incredible work with with children in the area and does a lot of things uh retaining to that and then this following saturday uh the following saturday we have keith randall who is another acoustic uh group uh act well solo act who is also nominated for a cpma so there's a a lot of stuff going on next week yeah. so could be I, sure to see in that could i just uh say one thing to our to everyone of uh some other really cool bands out there you might not be aware of that we really enjoy would be like the stone eye from uh philly um you got the programmatics out of harrisburg big gorgeous obviously mm-hmm. alexia christian uh burden of guilt um yeah, just there's a lot of great artists out there that they might not be at the the CPMAs this year, but they're they're on their way. So you should check out their music too. Yeah, John Garcia and the Hopeless Romantics. You got ben Tommy Brandt. Me, Ben Brandt and the Soul Miners Union. Uh, shout out to Liam if he's still watching. Um, incredible music, and I think Rascal Revival is based out of there too. Yeah, I think there's like the Roof and the Mission or something too. They're really good. The Juice. 
<laughs> and there's, there's a incredible rap scene over there as well. Uh, That's what we want to get involved in. Yeah. Duke's <laughs> so crazy. Uh, Chudo Jew. Uh, we would love to go on tour with, with a good rapper. Like, that'd yeah. be so fun. I'll hook you up with some people. Thanks, man. Well, with all that said, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the day, and we will see you guys later. Bye. Peace.